Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody, the project management podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here with Jay Christensen. Hello, Jay. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, and John Patton. Hello again. Hello, Pete. Good to see you again. We have a, a, a terrific uh, a terrific topic today. As, as ever, we are diving back into the problem cards, the grisliest project management problems, and we are we are going to hash out a solution to one of the uh, one of the latest. I think this is this is really wonderful. That as the problem card states. Creating and implementing of project management with no plans of sustaining support of an ongoing program. That's what the card says. What does that mean? Well, let's clarify that. Uh, it says uh, creating and implementing a project, but the project has no plans during its execution or, and uh, there have been uh, no arrangements made for ongoing support after the project goes into the operating sort of status. Okay. So uh, most projects uh, need uh, ongoing support. Uh, think of it in uh, transportation and highway construction. What if we built this wonderful uh, national highway systems with the the I-5s and all these uh, things that go cross-country, but had no money in state or federal budgets for maintenance of those roads afterwards. How many years would it take for them to become uh, a mess of potholes? So this is what this um, seminar uh, participant is talking about. Uh, the, the great support for the project itself, coming up with um, a wonderful uh, product or production capability but nothing in there for sustaining it. Okay. Uh, and this is a global company. So talk about um, hundreds and hundreds of locations around the world in a retail setting where things that are being created in the central corporation are going to be used. Well, there's got to be all sorts of sustaining support from replacement equipment and maintenance on the equipment and, and those kinds of things. And that's going to add to the workload load, uh, in each one of those locations. So how do you frame a response to this? I mean, at the outset, it sounds like potentially you'd say sustaining support should be thought of as part of the project. Yes. Um, in, in essence, Pete, it's that simple, but not that simple. So uh, for, for, for an issue like this, the first step to do is say, where is the solution in the life cycle of a project? And uh, it, uh, Pete, your response says, well, it should have been thought of. Yes, it should have been thought of. In what phase? So think, study, research, plan, and implement are the five phases we use. Uh, the um, uh, PMI processes consist of the initiating processes and the planning processes. And so we put this, uh, an initiating process, in the research phase, where you're now very serious about uh, the project and you're creating a business case for doing it. Now, in a retail but, but you're setting, serious enough to be able to start thinking about implications. Absolutely. Okay. And not only not, uh, you know, um, people who are in the creation kind of, of business here of creating new products often think of just getting that product done. But in writing the business case, we're talking about business case, the case for integrating this in the business. We need to include the cost of operation, the ongoing cost of operation, and address whether or not we need additional headcount or whether we need to reprioritize the day of the people in the workplace environment 
uh, because we have a broad set of customers. It's not just retail like this one. Uh, we've got customers that set, have to set up production lines. Mm -hmm. Now, fortunately for those people, they have a function called sustaining engineering. Uh, fortunately for IT organizations, they have a maintenance uh, sort of group here that, that does that. Mm -hmm. But um, in, in some organizations, it isn't that obvious. So that needs to be addressed in the business case. So as we get funding for this thing, and the calculation of the return on investment, it includes uh, what we're going to uh, need to uh, put in the terms of operating costs on an annual basis to keep it going. Some organizations term that, uh, that charge a total cost of ownership, or the acronym is TCO. And what they're really looking for, what is the useful life of the product results, and then Oh, excuse me, project results, and then what is the cost to maintain those project results over the life of the outcomes? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Pete, the next step we have to take is, well, whose responsibility is that? It is the project manager's responsibility. The responsibility for organizational readiness for the results of the project belongs to the project manager, and in these different phases. So whoever is running the research phase has to make sure that they have the right kind of representation putting together that business case from the business itself uh, to get a very good uh, case. Now let's say that it's not there or it's deficient after the project gets authorized. It is the project manager's job during planning to make up for that deficiency. So we don't you know, one of the principles in good project management is not to pass on a problem to the next phase. Right. The project manager needs to address and resolve that in the planning phase. Well, and we get a lot of these, these problems that come across where you, you get the feeling that by the intent of the language on the problem card that there is sort of a, well, that the organization isn't supporting. The organization will, it can't, isn't supporting these project problems. But in this case, there's a good case to be made that says this is the project manager should have been all over this from the beginning. Well, your, your senior project manager is going to do that. Right. And, and they're going to, to make the right adjustments uh, in, uh, in the planning phase. Now, it, it is not necessary to go back to the previous phase unless the cost of, of operation is going to exceed maybe 5 to 10 percent uh, over the projected cost in the business case. And in that case, you can do a supplemental business case and get authorization for what you're going to need in that operating environment. Uh, also, uh, to get there, uh, the project manager needs to know what to ask for, and it's all about getting the right experts on the project team, depending on the size of the project, the nature of this thing, uh, to get an operational representative, if possible, from the sustaining organization if that exists. But that's all got to be integrated uh, into the project plan. So they're going to find a person if they can, part-time, full-time, uh, for the team, invite them to planning, and make sure during planning uh, there's, there's good detail so that we can not only determine who needs to participate in the pieces of work that creates a sustaining capability, but also when it needs to be done. It is not necessarily... Uh, true that they'll be needed throughout the project, uh, more towards the latter half of the project. So that planning goes into saying to the sustaining person, no, you don't have to come to uh, all of our weekly status meetings and sit there and be bored, but we would like you to come one month before your work starts to get up to the speed on the project, come to our weekly status meetings, then your work begins. 
Uh, so uh, we'll keep you posted. We'll send you our status meeting minutes. We'll send you copies of the status report, depending on the frequency that we're doing that. And, and that way, we'll make it your responsibility to stay current on the project. Um, one thing I would say in bringing them in later in the project is to avoid as late as possible. People call that ALAP now and then. You don't want the person from operations coming in as late as possible in the project so that their um, daily schedule of activities interrupts their work and forces a delay in the project. It, it's really important for the project manager and that person and the team as, as indicated here to set a reasonable start date for the activity in the project that includes enough time for the emergencies we know that are going to come along for the operational priorities which are higher than project priorities and so uh, that way now the project manager is assuring operational readiness so that it is not a big surprise in project closeout or there isn't a legacy on this project which starts out, yeah, it was a great product, but it fell apart after two years, you know, and, and, and uh, it didn't last, and, and all these negative sorts of things that can happen. Uh, so, fundamentally, it's the project manager's responsibility to cover these, and number two, as soon as closeout is completed, the full responsibility lies with the operational recipients of the project results to do that sustaining effort. Right. And I'd like to add to that as well, and uh, uh, to springboard off what John said earlier, when we have an operational representative on the project planning team, ideally what they should be thinking about are transition deliverables. What are the outcomes that the project is going to produce that would transition the results of the project into the operating environment so we can actually peg some tasks that are in the schedule and in the plan uh, to ensure that project results are absorbed correctly into the operating environment. So you're transitioning that sort of readiness through project deliverables and awareness and then you have no trouble transitioning authority and accountability. Yeah, in fact uh, it's become such a big issue in some organizations now that there is a transition team that what their responsibility is is to visit the large projects to um, uh, ensure that those projects have transition deliverables identified. Second, we're hearing now of change management people uh, with that title and being responsible for ensuring that change occurs in the operating environment. And uh, this last seminar that I did, um, what was really um, one person's responsibility is to ensure that the value from the project was ultimately delivered in the operating environment. Not just the project results, but the ben uh, business benefit uh, are actually delivering value to the organization. This person was solely concerned with value management. And this means, as we had er, indicated earlier, way back in the research phase to begin to uh, understand what value would the project deliver, then using that value to prioritize. Well, Jay, I think we were getting off on a tangent by generalizing uh, too much on the transition from ongoing operations into the, uh, uh, into the, from the project into ongoing operations environment. I think that really is a good topic for another one of our uh, discussions because change, uh, change management is, is currently very, very hot. Uh, I, I, I want to close by saying that let, let's maintain focus on the sustaining aspects of the project. 
uh, it's going to be transition, but what does it take to sustain the result in that operating environment? So if necessary, to be really clear on this, we want to see changes in job descriptions. We want to stay, say changes in preventive maintenance schedules, in um, docu technical documentation, and uh, preventive maintenance routines. You know, what we want to see is that the operation is trained and ready to support whatever we've uh, created. Uh, transition management, we probably ought to have a topic uh, coming up here on how do you make the organization ready to accept right. what you are uh, delivering. Would, would you say that would be it, Jay? Yes, I would agree. Well, this is a great topic, and especially it sounds like, I mean, I, my, my last question was, and again, I don't want to derail it uh, <laughs> too much further, but my last question was, is this a best practice? I mean, is this sort of the transition management? Are we seeing this as a best practice? And what are the guidelines between projects that require it? It's, it's, it's best practice and hot topic. All right. Uh, sustaining support is something that's that's been there for a long, long time, but it just happens to be new to some organizations Big organizations. Big organizations <laughs> that, are, that are coming out of ad hoc project management and saying we want a more consistent way to ensure that the results of our projects really deliver their full potential in terms of useful life. Such a great topic. Uh, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much, as ever, for your uh, time and wisdom. On behalf of John Patton and Jay Christensen, my name is Pete Wright, and please join us again next week for another episode of Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast.